Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh yeah? Oh yeah? Well, hello my sweet lovers, Marato Te, and welcome to Tasso, the African Sex Show Online. I'm Lorraine Leinhardt, your host and creator of Tasso, saving it raw and keeping it real. Keeping it real. So how about you open your mind and expand your erotic horizons? Welcome aboard to an exhilarating ride with your number one undisputed African sex goddess. Okay, that part may be wrong, but hey, join my naughty cult and connect with all my sexy people around the world. This is Tasso, rated 18 plus and definitely not for the faint-hearted. Are you ready? Are you ready? So, I think we can all agree that nice pain is a thing. Like, it sounds a bit like an oxymoron. But hey, painful pleasure is a thing. It's sexy, it's hot. And for the thrill seekers and the adventurous types who love to live life a bit on the edge, rough sex can become a lifestyle. So, yeah, that one we can agree and get that out of the way. I personally cannot take that much pain, I have to confess. <laughs> I would get so disorientated. I like to fully engage. I like to fully engage my senses. Uh, and for me, I'm always kind of chasing that divine spiritual experience. And I try to find that in sex too. So for that reason, I'm not too much into the pain thing. Uh, because it's more, I feel it's more of a physical, psychological and mental thing. Not so much uh, the spiritual but I'm totally intrigued by people who are into painful pleasure. The most I can take is spanking. <laughs> that's boring, right? <laughs> but that's the most pain really I can handle. In fact, I really enjoy being spanked. And I often expect the man to somehow know the right pressure to use. If it's too soft, it can really put me off. Like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, when they give you that little silly tap and it's just a bit pathetic. Like, But if it's too hard, it's also like, dude, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Especially when you believe um, you have a fine ears and perhaps you're doing doggy style or something and this dude hardly pays an attention to your fine behind it's like so disappointing like honestly i don't even know how to explain it i literally get heartbroken like the pain goes straight to the heart <laughs> it's like dude seriously in physical terms you're actually looking at the very breast of me and you're not gonna do something about that so uh yeah you're there on your knees waiting for this guy to spank you. <laughs> and the time just flies and the spank is not happening. You start losing focus and may even glance back to just check what the fuck is going on. For all you know, this dude could be busy texting or <laughs> checking his Facebook. <laughs> you don't know. So I think uh, women who, are, who have very nice boobs as well, uh, feel the same if a guy pays no attention whatsoever to their tits during sex. It's like, whoa, <laughs> what a waste of boobies. <laughs> we all know men who initiate sex by going straight into the touching of the vagina. And if they realize that you're a little bit worried, then they go straight in. Like, yeah, what the fuck, you know, <laughs> for a play is overrated. 
So yeah, you know, guys, just for your own information, you know, when we love our bodies and everything, we want you to love our bodies too. We want you to, you know, embrace the whole thing. Like it can be really disappointing when a man does not show confidence and assertiveness in how they handle your body during sex. It's like they're almost apologetic about what they're doing. Like, yeah, it can be like, whoa, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a bit bored here. Anyway, spanking is really a very small part of rough sex, unless, of course, it really does hurt. But what I'm trying to bring to light um, here is the fact that some people do enjoy rough sex. In fact, so many people do. Many want a bit of both, like rough sex and gentler love making, and that's okay. Some want it really rough, <laughs> and that can be pretty normal too, because that's what makes them happy. And I feel everyone's needs or sexual desires are valid for as long as they're not harmful to others or to themselves. So with this topic, I'm actually doing four episodes. Uh, yeah, you're in for a treat. And I hope that um, you'll be following the conversations. I'm talking to various people, uh, totally different views uh, on this. And I, in fact, I've already spoken, I've already interviewed a few people already. <laughs> and the interviews were insane. And I just can't wait to share that with you. So ultimately, I'm trying to open discussions about the wider implications of rough sex and the deeper roots of it. We want to explore how rough sex can be rooted in violence and its influence to abusive uh, sexual behavior and even criminal sexual acts. But we also want to talk about the actual fun, this sexy side of rough sex. And some people will be sharing stories from their personal experiences, I think. I hope. <laughs> well, I'll be sharing mine anyway. <laughs> There's so much that's positive about rough sex and uh, bondage, etc. I believe, uh, personally, I, I think that it can lead to deeper level of trust between partners. And also, I believe that vulnerability is a good thing. So, I will explore this in detail on the following episodes. As, like I said, the trick really is to find the right balance. If I could do this if i could just talk about um the sexy side of rough sex i would but then it's not balanced and it doesn't really benefit anybody so obviously i don't have the answers <laughs> that's why i'm opening this discussion for other people to contribute to uh, the topic but the point of this platform is to create that opportunity for people to discuss and to debate in depth um, identify issues and share opinions on how those issues can be dealt with in order for us to have healthier and, you know, more fulfilling sex lives. So, yeah, for that reason, I feel it's important to discuss the darker side of rough sex as well. I think the need for dominance can lead to rough sex and potentially even dangerous sex too. So in the following episodes, we explore what domination actually means and where the thin line between healthy domination and abusive sex lies. I think it's fair to say a lot of women um, are attracted to power, right? We are attracted to commanding, assertive, take charge type of men. You know them, you know those type. <laughs> yeah, we are attracted to them. Even those of us uh, who consider ourselves feminist, we are attracted to leaders, uh, confident men, uh, whether 
their masculinity is more dominant in their wisdom, their physique, their energy or their intellect, blah, 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 blah. I think different women have different reasons for wanting to be dominated and the degree of their desired dominance varies from one woman to the other. Even actually women who they themselves want to dominate a man, I think um, a lot of them don't really, uh, they're not seeking an overly submissive type of man to dominate. Unless, of course, there's another underlying psychological issue. (laughs) Because where is the fun in that? You know, we all need a little bit of a challenge, right? Well, that's what I think anyway. So I strongly feel that in any given relationship, there has got to be a leader. Otherwise, it just wouldn't work. That's my personal opinion. And I accept that a lot of people will beg to disagree in the name of gender equality, for example. However, I do not feel that the leader has to be of a specific sex. In heterosexual relationships, for example, the leader can be either the female or the male. And in homosexual relationships as well, someone still has to assume the leadership role. It just so happens that in most cases, it is usually the one with more masculine traits who assumes that role, you know, if that makes any sense to any of you. But to have a a leader in the relationship does not necessarily make the one that's being led inferior or unequal in any way. And I feel this is where it gets really confusing because the moment you mention leadership and power, we go all military in our thoughts. <laughs> and uh, we start imagining that this means someone has to be the one running the show and the other one has to be the yes person who just basically does what they're told. But it really does not mean that. I don't think it doesn't have to mean that anyway. I strongly believe that naturally the feminine energy has a deep, uh, very deep longing to be protected. So most females want or rather need a man who can make them feel safe and make them feel protected and looked after, whether it's physically, socially, emotionally, etc., or even economically. Even for women who are financially very independent and can provide for themselves, we still want a man who can make us feel looked after. The dynamics obviously are very complex, but I just feel that the feminine energy sometimes needs uh, the balance of the strong masculine energy in order to thrive to its fullest potential. But hey, what the fuck do I know? (laughs) At the end of the day, maybe I'm just talking about my own needs and uh, probably have other women listening to this and thinking, what the fuck is you on about now? (laughs) Well, I'm not uh, in any way suggesting that women need men to feel complete. I'm not suggesting that at all. But I'm just uh, saying that we need the balance of their feminine and their the masculine energy. Women do and men do too. And I know very well that not every woman wants to be dominated. Yeah, you know, some of us just want quiet a quiet life you know nice easy gentle sex (laughs) sexual gymnastics are not for everyone and definitely not for everyone (laughs) so this is why i said earlier that women are also capable of being leaders in their romantic partnerships Our history actually teaches us that women are just as capable of dominating, leading, being the rulers. You know, think of Queen uh, Njinga of Angola and many, many other 
powerful African women in, you know, in our history. So talking about sexual dominance, I found that, that apparently the reason we are drawn to big, muscular, strong-looking men is also because our natural instincts um, associate that with great superior genes. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> Especially when we are ovulating, apparently, or when we are at our most fatal depending on our individual menstrual cycles. So, guys, the truth is we are built to breed, you know. <laughs> Some of us a bit more than others, obviously. Like, at the end of the day, to be honest, I just think our sole purpose in life is to procreate and to survive as a human race. And it's one or the same thing, really, because really the best way to survive as a human race is to multiply. So, so yeah, you meet someone and you feel, oh, you know, this is so cool. We have such chemistry, blah, 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 bullshit. We are soulmates in this and the other. Trust me, all that is happening is <laughs> mother nature, your higher self or God, whoever or whatever you feel your God is, is basically just assisting you chemically in order to get somebody knocked up. So all that chemistry is just nature playing its part to help you breed, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so anyway, apparently when we are at our most fertile, we are more likely to be attracted to the more dominant alpha males. We think that's what we want. Little do we know <laughs> that's just mother nature conspiring to get us knocked up. So here is the thing. The qualities are the qualities of a dominant person are often associated with some negativity. So on the one hand, we feel they are assertive, responsible, powerful, etc. You know all the nice singing and dancing stuff. But on the other hand, we feel they are they can be very selfish, insensitive, chauvinistic, and even to a point of being abusive. This is why we have good leaders and we have bad leaders. And the thing is, some people are actually power addicts. The more power they get, the more they want. And this way, it slowly gets to a stage where it becomes abusive, abuse of power. And yeah, it gets to a point where the relationship becomes toxic and unbalanced. I think it goes way back as well. Mm -hmm. I think because of our history actually teaches us that all the successful kings and leaders of the past had to fight to get what they want uh, to, to dominate. You know, they had to conquer someone, someone or conquer a tribe or conquer a community or a country or whatever to, uh, to dominate. So there, there was always violence associated with acquiring power. You had to be a war warrior whether physically or mentally, you had to earn your stripes and you could not do that by merely being nice. So it's difficult, you know, because on one hand, you want a dominant person, but on the other hand, you know, they can be a negativity that comes with that personality. I'm not saying that it's impossible for somebody to be dominant and gentle at the same time. Of course it is, but it is a total art. <laughs> it's an art form. It takes a lot of emotional intelligence and so much more to, you know, to be able to strike that balance. So yeah, in the past, you had to be aggressive uh, in your approach of how you acquire leadership roles. And that's what history teaches us. 
And this is the same thing that we are seeing with our understanding of sexual dominance. We want the hero, you know, to come and take control. We want, you know, the whole knight in shining armor. Like, why the fuck would you need a knight <laughs> wearing an armor if there's no threat of violence? <laughs> if there's no risk of... <laughs> of anything dangerous you know why why is this knight wearing an armor can't the knight just come and be nice you know <laughs> anyway i hear a lot of people especially in our black communities talking about how uh, the lack of education and good family foundations is leaving young men not knowing how to be kins without uh, denying their female partners the right to be queens and vice versa so we want that dominant person who can be authoritative without being oppressive or without being a dictator. <laughs> we want someone who can exude those uh, powerful masculine traits, but also be aligned with their feminine energy so that they can use their power for a good purpose. And um, yeah, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode that some people, some women find uh, the kind of guys who ask for sex politely as boring, like, you know, the whole bad boy thing can be a little bit more appealing because it kind of, um, especially if you're an adventurous type, you know, it, it kind of stimulates you in some way. But, you know, like after courtship, etc., and we are sure that we are we have a partnership going we may want someone who has a feisty energy when it comes to sex now and then at least and this is why um i was exploring reasons why that may well contribute to grooming rapists as well i don't know if any of you listened to that episode but yeah if you're new to tasso you know yeah we we had that discussion about how our beliefs and our culture in some way contributes to grooming rapists. And I think, uh, you know, rough sex is also relative. I feel that there's a good, I feel that there's good and there's bad to everything. So rough sex, like everything else, can be sexy, but it can also be abusive. Fact. I've been talking to various people about this topic and some are actually getting offended like, whoa, okay, calm the fuck down. <laughs> like rough sex is uh, something a lot of people enjoy, you know, or rather just fantasize about it. And it's like saying to people, hey, you know, do you want to look at the other side of the story? It's like they don't want to know. You are like spoiling their beautiful fantasy. And I think also what I've realized is that sometimes people know their acts or behavior or beliefs are potentially abusive or, yeah, or they realize that the way uh, they have been treated may be abusive. But to confront those deep thoughts and feelings, man, that shit is hard. So, <laughs> you know, that's, I, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people didn't want to talk to me about this, actually. Some wanted to talk about it, like, oh, so excited. And then when they realized that I wanted to tackle the dark side of rough sex as well, people are like, oh, okay, I might have to back off. <laughs> like, whoa, okay. And they just wanted to talk about the fun, you know, exciting side of it, which I don't blame them. Obviously, you know, if, like I said, if I could, I would also just focus on that. But yeah, when society has 
more or less ordered you to enjoy abuse. It's so hard to finally admit to yourself that you deserve better. Uh, it is quite a process. <laughs> and at the first stages are the hardest. So yeah, we are going to talk about rape fantasies and all. Yes. But should you wish to be on Tasso, you know what to do. Just email tasso.podcast at gmail.com. So the email address again, tasso.podcast at gmail.com. So, you know, there's loads of other topics that we're discussing with, you know, so many people. So, you know, please get in touch with me and let's chat. You know, let's talk about sex. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, guys, you've been listening to Tasso and I'm Lorraine Lionheart. I wish you all great sex lives. Marat Clay, come back again and taste my melons. I love you. Mwah. Do you see my